Hey, hey, everybody, Tim Castleman here with another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. And I got to start off today's podcast by telling you the absolute and honest truth. I am freaking exhausted. I have just walked in the door from an eight-hour drive from Houston, Texas, back to good old Lubbock, Texas, after hanging out the weekend with my buddies and now brothers, Folk Family Revival. For those of you who might be new to the podcast, you got to understand, I'm a huge local music fan. I love finding indie bands, helping discover them, tell other people about them, and really just following them on the road and getting to know them. And I was fortunate enough about six months ago, hell, maybe even as much as a year ago, uh, to get to meet Folk Family Revival. Uh, When they came to Lubbock, we hung out. They actually stayed at a buddy of mine's house, and we uh, got to hang out and really become super good friends. I've seen them uh, all over Texas. I've gone to Dallas, uh, gone to Midland, gone up to Amarillo, and really just spent some great quality time. They're having their annual barbecue festival uh, down there in wonderful Magnolia, Texas. They said, hey, why don't you pack up your soul and well-being and belongings and bring them down to us so we can wreck them for you. So that's exactly what happened. I will probably share more specifics uh, as the week goes along and the fog starts to lift from my brain and I can remember everything. But here's the big takeaway I took from hanging with Folk Family Revival, and that is this. I am a humongous, gigantic pussy. That is it, right there, write that down, put it in there, humongous pussy, okay? Two instances that I want to tell you about. The first instance is we show up, and they're like, hey, we're camping outside. And I'm like, you know what sounds amazing to do in June when it's 90 degrees and 60% humidity? I would like us to camp outside. Can we do that? And Folk Family said, you bet your sweet white ass we can. Bring it on down here. So we show up, and it feels like I'm trying to sleep in a shower. So I'm like... Five seconds in, I'm thinking, "Mm, not going to happen. Like, where's the Ritz-Carlton? How can I have Uber come pick me up? I wonder if I can have the jet and the helicopter simultaneously launched along with the drone strike to remove me from danger as the entire building implodes. But I digress. Instead, what happens is we end up uh, taking over the wonderful drummer Lincoln Lankford's bedroom, and we sleep on air mattresses, right? So I'm like, hey, this is the living. And they even have an air conditioner in there. So that's great. That's fantastic. So we turn it on the first night. It's about 40 degrees in the building by the time that I get done with it. And I have a sheet, okay? I have a sheet. That's what I have to keep me warm. My body warmth and girth, which is quite substantial, and a sheet, Okay, now I know what it's like to spend a night in prison, right, just praying for your life. I was in a cocoon. I was in a huddle. I was praying for death and just hoping to see the sun peek over the horizon to let me know that I would live to see another day. And not to mention we're hanging out there for four days. So, of course, we're totally cock-blocking this guy the entire time. It's like, hey, man, hey, I know your girlfriend's in town too. We are too. Guess what? Looks like none of us are getting laid. Okay, so that's instance number one because I can't – they're like hanging outside, having a great time. Like, oh, yeah, they built an outdoor shower because that's really what they want to see is my fat ass naked with my walnuts hanging out there. Nobody wants to see that. I don't even want to see that. Then thing number two occurred to me today – when we were hanging out. I went to bed at 3 a.m. this morning, okay? 3 a.m. this morning, I went to bed. I thought I was an original gangster by doing that. It was like I stayed up till 3, I partied, I drank, we had some party favors, life was good, I enjoyed myself. Woke up this morning at like a crack of 11 to find out they had just gone to bed. 
Like, within the last hour or two, most of the people at the party had just gone to bed. So, of course, we roll in, and we're kind of talking, and everyone's talking about their wild night. And I'm like, yeah, man, that was a great concert. I had a great time. You know, it was awesome. Came back here. I had half a Michelob Ultra. Then I just crashed, man. I crashed hard from all the partying, you know. 3 a.m., my body just hit a wall. I just couldn't break through. So I just crumbled down. I was like, so so what did I miss? You know, probably, you guys probably went to bed, like, right after I went to bed, right? And they're like, well, actually, Tim, what happened was... Person X showed up with a lot of psychedelics, right? Some that you chew, some that you drip underneath your tongue. You get my drift, people. If you live through the 70s, you know what I'm talking about. Maybe a little acid, maybe a little LSD, maybe some shrooms. Stuff that I do not touch because, as I'm about to explain to you, I'm a giant pussy. So I'm sitting there excited because I got a contact high off them one time when they decided to smoke in my presence. And these guys proceed to tell me how they're practically drinking heroin from a fucking fire hose. Okay, they're like, oh yeah, man, I did like three grams of mushrooms, and then I dropped like acid four times, and then like I ate this baby calf's heart while it was still beating, and I... And I'm over in the corner going, why? why? Why'd you do that to yourself? Like, how are you still alive? I don't, I don't get it. Explain it to me. What happened? Right? What happened? How, how are you still breathing? I don't get it. So this weekend has definitely taught me I'm a gigantic pussy. I'll be keeping my ass at home for a while. And I won't be trying to party like a rock star anytime soon because there's no way in hell that I'd survive more than a weekend of that. So with that, I want to give a huge shout out uh, to the folks family arrival crew everybody mason lincoln bear caleb and even their road manager Rio, for being totally awesome and amazing i want to give another shout out to the ladies of the folk family right all the girlfriends all the moms and even dad there uh, who got to celebrate father's day by cooking like 20 of us breakfast this morning so thank you to you beautiful and lovely ladies and to you awesomely talented gentlemen little music recommendation if you like the folk family recommendation i highly recommend that you pick up Folk Family Revival's new album when it comes out. In the meantime, go to Spotify. Their album is called Unfolding. Check them out. And if you get a chance to check them live, I recommend that you do that. Along with that, got two more for you, okay? So last time it was Honey Honey. This time it's Folk Family Revival. Got two more for you. One, Uncle Lucius, okay? L-U-C-I. S, I believe, that'll get you close enough to Google to get you close enough to it. And another guy by the name of Lincoln Durham. Lincoln Durham's a one-man band. Uncle Lucius is a band that I'm crushing on right now. Their lead single singer, Kevin Galloway, has what I believe to be an absolutely amazing voice, talent. I've seen him live a couple times. If you like my previous recommendations, check out all three of those. If you can only check out one, check out the family, and that is Folk Family Revival. So enough of Uncle Tim's story time. Let's get into what I want to talk about today, and ironically, uh, it's... What I want to talk about today is what to do if you're feeling lost. All right, so what to do when you're feeling lost. Okay, so let me um, let me give you a little backstory here because this is something that's been weighing on my mind. I feel like a preacher when I say that. Uh, this has just been weighing on my heart today, and I just want to share it with you. But this has really been weighing on my mind recently, and I figure one of the best ways, and also uh, free therapy, uh, is to talk to you guys about it and kind of work through the issue with you, which is what I've already done with this issue. Uh, but I want to share with you kind of the issue itself and then how I 
came to a workaround or I'm working through the issue. That's a long way of saying two things. It may be that, you know, I drank heroin from a fire hose this weekend, the reason it's taking so long, right? Um, so, so here's the deal. Um, it is June when I'm recording this, this podcast, in the middle of June of 2014. In... Uh, May of 2014, I had a call with my accountant, and he said, hey, Tim, I just w- wanted to call you real quick, congratulate you. You have made as much profit in 2014, in the first four months of 2014, than you did of all of 2013. So basically what he was saying was, even though I had sold less overall units, year to date, I had made more money which is great because I don't care how much money you make. I care about how much money you get to keep. So I have kept the same amount of money I got to keep last year. Uh, How many times do I need to tell you? I made a lot of money last year. I've already made that money this year. So that was really freaking awesome and inspiring, okay? Um, It happened to take place for me uh, at a time where I was doing, as I call it, my Justin Bieber World Tour. Uh, I worked my ass off this year. And in May, I decided, you know what? I want to enjoy it. So I had a corporate retreat that we did down in Cancun, Mexico, where I told you all about that, right? Um, Then uh, my wife and I had a very nice and relaxing weekend away uh, to Sonoma Valley. Um, I'm sure we had a great time. My credit card indicates that. I don't remember much of it because there was wine involved. Get off me. Then I went and saw Dave Matthews, uh, and then I went and saw Bill Burr. So I basically was like Justin Bieber, uh, crisscrossing across the United States and being able to just enjoy some of the riches of working so hard and just being able to relax and and kind of work for a day or two and then go play for three or four days. So I kind of consider May like the month I took off. Plus, I just got back from this latest trip as of like 20 minutes ago um, when I started recording this podcast. So with that, I've been traveling a lot. So I started to feel lost Right, like I wasn't sure of my next direction because in addition to all of this, all of our programs that we had going with all of our stuff ended in May. So end of May comes, I'm done traveling with the exception of this trip and we're done with all our programs. And I'm like, what do I do now? What's going on? I've been, I feel like I'm out of my business for the last couple of weeks and I feel lost. And I'm not sure about my direction and I'm not really sure what to do. And when I have moments like that, um, you know, self-doubt cre- starts to creep in um, and you start thinking like, okay, maybe I don't know what I'm doing, you know, even though everything points to the contrary. And you just kind of start, at least me, I start getting in my own head and I start feeling lost. So I've been digging myself out of that for the past couple uh, days and such. And I want to share with you the process that I'm doing so that you can do it yourself, okay? And this also works, I find, not only if you're lost, but you're overwhelmed or you're feeling overwhelmed. So the first thing I did was I actually finished a, a, another notebook in my journal writing. Uh, so I cracked open a brand new journal. And the first thing I wrote was, why do I feel lost? And that was a question mark. And that's all I wrote for that day because I was busy doing other stuff. But I had that question on my mind. And I was like, why do I feel lost? So that's the first thing I did. Okay. Then I decided I was going to attack it in several different stages. The first stage that I was going to attack it with was kind of releasing or reducing the flow. 
Okay, because for a lot of you, just like me, your inbox and your life is just like a freaking fire hose, right? You're getting this nonstop stream of interruptions and information and human spam constantly berating you, uh, your eyeballs, your ears, your senses, everything. So the first thing I did, and this was drastic, I know, but I just deleted Facebook off my phone. I deleted it, and I said, you know what, I'm going to go on this four-day trip, and I'm not going to check Facebook. And I did good. I only checked it one time compared to doing it about 475,000 times like I normally would. And here's why I deliberately targeted Facebook right off the bat. Even though a lot of you have found out about me through Facebook, and I love Facebook for keeping in contact with family and friends, unfortunately, in my industry, the marketing and sales industry, right, we have a lot of human spam. And what I mean by that is it's people that think Facebook is not the place to post cat videos, but it's the place to brag about their latest accomplishments, what they've done with their life. And as I like to say it, Facebook is really just like the highlight reel of someone's life. No one goes on Facebook very rarely and goes, I'm having a terrible day and things are really down in the dumps and, you know, this is going... No one... Very few people get real on Facebook. They, te- they show you the perfectly photoshopped photo of the family, not the ones with the pimples and the messed up hair and, and the fucked up backstories and stuff like that. Okay, If you pay attention to people on Facebook like I do, you can see it. Okay, like married couple, suddenly only one part of the couple is being filmed and you're like, hmm, something changed there, right? But most of the time, Facebook is, unfortunately, especially in my world, it's about everything that's going right, right? It's about all the awesome stuff that I'm doing and how big I'm crushing it. And here's why that is poison to your brain. Because what it does is it sets you up for a path of consistent failure and negative feedback. So let's just say you go out and you crush it, right? And you have your best business day ever. Let's just say that's $1,000 and you get excited and you're like, holy shit, I just made $1,000 in a day or $10 in a day or a dollar in the day. And you post that stuff. And then you're scrolling through your wall, right? And then there's someone else that pops up and they're like, holy shit, boys and girls, I did $10,000 today or 100000 or a million or a trillion or a kajillion or whatever the amount is. What happens and what I tend to find happens is we start comparing ourselves to that person. And because of that, we start diminishing our own accomplishments. Because we're not happy anymore that we made $1,000, even though we used to get paid $1,200 every two weeks. We're upset because we didn't make $10,000 like person X, person Y, person Z. And by doing that, you give yourself a negative feedback that you're constantly not good enough or that you're not worthy of love or success or happiness or worse, that you will achieve all of those things once you do X, Y, and Z, just like these people do. Ladies and gentlemen, I am fortunate to be friends with a lot of gurus, and I will tell you, sadly, that the picture or a better way to say it is the carpet doesn't always match the drapes. And the pictures of happiness that you may see on the outside and success on the outside are really filled with doubt, right, and problems just like you and I experience every day. But they're afraid to be real about that stuff, one, because they, they're afraid their market doesn't care. And a lot of times they don't, right? You don't give a shit that I'm having a bad day. You're here to listen to this podcast to learn something, be entertained, educated, and have a great time, right? 
So that's the first thing I did was I deleted the human spam box from my phone. Now, I still have it on my computer. I'm sure I'll still check it more than I should. But by not having that instant reaction and instant ability to constantly evaluate my life and compare it to others instantly, I feel like I'll be better at peace and I'll feel like I get more time away from the computer. And I can tell you, even though I partied my ass off this past weekend, I still feel relaxed, and I'm not going to lie and say that I don't feel a little happier overall, and I wouldn't be surprised if that had something to do with it. So that's step one. Step two is the assault on the inbox. And basically what I do is I take everyone that I don't really respect and admire or people that I'm no longer following or doing their course of action, and I delete it. Okay, this week I sent out something to my Kindle listeners and friends and family and followers, whatever the fancy keyword, and I said, look, if you don't have 100 bucks a month to devote to Kindle, you shouldn't let the door hit you in the ass, right? And that wasn't to be mean. That certainly wasn't to be rude. What it was was to tell the truth, and I'll do another podcast specifically on that email because there's several things going on with that email, right? So... Delete the flow of information. Get rid of marketers that don't serve you. Get rid of Facebook or at least severely reduce your time. Uh, Twitter, I mean, I'm on Twitter. The only time I ever talk about Twitter is usually when I'm uh, in an altered state and no one pays attention to me on Twitter anyway. So what do I matter? So that's, that's step one, okay? Then step two was I broke out the old journal again and I said, okay, listen, man, right? Why do you feel lost? And I just started to write on why I felt lost because here's the reality. The reality was, while I was feeling lost, here's what was going on in my business. We had published more books in a 30-day period than we ever had previously. We had entered a brand new niche. We're getting software made to assist us in this niche, right? I'm interviewing one of the best experts in the niche that we're thinking about going, okay? I've got an outline for a new nonfiction book I'm working on. I've interviewed two or three successful Kindle publishers, right? All this was going on while I was feeling lost. So I had to say to myself, okay, is that a rational feeling or an irrational feeling? Well, based upon the, the amount of work that I had and was currently involved in, I thought that was an irrational feeling. So I had to go back and I said, okay, what is it specifically that I'm feeling lost about? And I wrote about it, okay? And I wish I could give you some magic pill to take, but you need to sit down and write it out. And what happened was I started to come up with a few issues that were bothering me that were making me feel lost. One, we had kind of taken our foot off the brake, excuse me, taken our foot off the gas. We definitely had it on the brake when it came to doing promotions and money constantly coming into the business. See, while I was gone, we were still bringing in a bunch of money. But now that I was back, it was kind of like, well, I'm not really sure what Tim wants to do. Let's wait, let's wait, let's wait. And as a result of that, things kind of got screwed up in the money department and we didn't have a plan to constantly and regularly be bringing money in through our own promotions or affiliate promotions. On top of that, we lost our kick-ass copywriter because he's destroying it in another market and you know wants to go make big bucks instead of little bucks and I can't blame him uh, for doing that. So we had lost our promotional arm of the company as far as having a copywriter and we had not been doing a lot of promotions to bring in money in general so we immediately fixed that so that let me by writing it let me really focus on why i felt lost and really outline the steps that i needed to take to feel okay 
and to not feel lost anymore. The next thing was, I said, well, what, what's, what else, right? So the money's one. What's the other thing? Well, I want to start improving our results on Kindle. We're getting good results now. I'm not happy with good. I want to get to great, and I want to get to really great. And eventually, I'd like to get to oh, shit, right? But right now, I'll settle, I'll settle for us going up to the next level or the next level after that. So because we are in the process of doing that, I'm uneasy about that or I feel lost because I don't have the result. Now, here's something you need to know about yourself and, and find out, okay? Because I didn't really realize this until this year, although now I know it, it makes perfect sense about me. I am not a process person, okay? I don't care how the cake is made. I just want the freaking cake, Okay, I don't want to go through the process. I don't want to crack the eggs. I don't want to mix the shit. I don't want to put it in an oven. I don't want to have to frost it and wait. I don't want to do any of that stuff. What I want to do is eat a piece of freaking cake. Okay, if I eat a salad today, why don't I have six-pack abs tomorrow? Okay, if I if I don't eat out today, why am I not a millionaire tomorrow? Not at that extreme, but pretty damn close. I'm not, I hate the process, but I love the event. Okay? I love the ending event. I hate the process of getting to that ending event. And unfortunately, just like the writing example, there's no cure for this except good old-fashioned work. And really, when you think about everything that you've accomplished good in your life, didn't that take some work? I mean, think about relationships. Think about having children, especially uh, on Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all those active and involved fathers out there. Fuck off and die in a fire to all you deadbeat dads out there. Um, so being actively, you know, uh, I lost my train of thought while I was insulting deadbeat dads. There. I'm sorry. We just took a we took a little veer there. Okay. So um, everything that you do takes time. Being a parent, right? Being a in a relationship, building a business. I hate to break it to you, but the solution is getting off your ass, getting to work, getting knocked down, and repeating that about 500 times. Okay. So everything good comes with time. It just takes that time. And trusting in the fact to, that time will help cure it. And basically, if you give it enough time and you're actively working on it, things are going to improve. Immediately after I discovered these kind of two triggers, I reached out and I talked to my team. Now, you may not have a team. If you don't have a team, talk to yourself. Just don't let anyone hear you or they'll probably put you in the loony bin, okay? But personally, I talk to my team because I want them to understand where I'm coming from because I believe in being open and honest with how I'm feeling instead of hiding it from someone and them trying to play, you know, guess, guess a game and kind of see what happens there. So with that... Um, I, I reached out to my team and I said, hey, listen, guys, I just want to tell you, this is where I'm at right now. I'm feeling a little lost. Here's what I think the causes are. Here's what I want to do to fix them. By doing that, it lets them know where I'm coming from, but it also gets them on my side. And it also sets the rudders in motion to get the solution fixed because I, I'm leading from the top down, not the bottom up. Right? I'm saying, hey, this is what I feel like we need to work on. Let's get this stuff going. In addition to that, here's some other things that I have done that I recommend that you do if you're feeling lost. The first thing I did, and this was not planned, it just was lucky, was I unplugged, right? For the last four days, I have had limited communication. I didn't take any electronics except my phone with me. 
And truthfully, I tried to stay the hell off of it as much as possible. By doing that, I'm coming back refreshed and relaxed, ready to begin a week instead of being stressed out because I've been keeping up with everything going throughout the week. So if you can, and I understand for some of you that's a luxury, unplug for a few days. Okay? Now, I'll be completely honest, right? Part of me, a very small percentage of me, like less than 1%, thought, holy crap, I'm going to go down with folk family. We're going to hang out in the woods, right? We're going to, you know, take some mind-altering substances and communicate with the wood people. And as a result of that, you know, my inner chi will align with my outer cheetah and will be, you know, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but let me tell you, none of that shit happened, and it didn't happen for a very good reason, which I've already told you, and that is I'm um, a pussy, right? Because I was like, there's no way I'm going to do anything that's going to alter my mind, and I'm not going to be in complete control. And the fact that uh, I don't want a million mosquito bites and sugar bites all over me means that's probably not going to take place. So I didn't do any of that. Okay, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Maybe that works for you. Definitely does not work for me. I did not do that. The other thing I did was that I started stimulating my brain more by going in a new direction. So I mentioned that we're working on our first nonfiction book. That's not something we had planned prior um, to last week. But now that I have a direction and a goal, I'm moving forward and beginning that process so that we can turn it into a product and, you know, make a book and then also teach people kind of how we made the book. So I, but I'm also learning new stuff. I'm learning and interviewing new people. I'm actively filling my brain with engaging in new content to keep me interested and excited and moving forward. One of the things that I did that I regret I don't want to say I regret, but something that I would change or do different next time, so maybe I do regret it, um, is I would not do everything at once, meaning I would not have all my projects end at the same time. Instead, I would have some that are constantly rotating and moving forward. The reason I would want that is, I, in some instance, I would never get off the treadmill. Now listen, I'm not saying that you always have to work yourself to death. I am. Uh, do not ever set your standard of work ethic or drive, determination, or, or whatever you want to call it uh, by me because you'll be sadly disappointed. But I think always having an iron in the fire at least gives you a beacon or a point to move forward in your business, in your life. So quick recap, right? I was feeling lost. The first thing I did was I stopped the flow of information. I reduced the amount of email list I was in. I deleted Facebook uh, for a short period of time, and then I'm going to do my best to severely limit my time on it going forward. Not going to say I'm going to be expert at it, but that's my goal. Okay. Then I asked myself, and I looked internally about why I felt off. Then I addressed those issues head on. And now... I'm giving myself time to let that process happen because I may not go from not feeling lost to totally feeling centered or, you know, have a, a line of direction in a week, two weeks. I'm going to give myself a little bit of time to do that. In addition, I also gave myself a little time to breathe and relax. And I also started a new project to kind of give me a new guidance, a new direction, a new fire. A couple other things, you know, to think about one I'll be honest, I felt guilty taking those trips at times because it was like, well, I should be working. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. The truth is I'm no good to anybody burnout. So, you know, when you're on vacation, be on vacation. 
enjoy yourself. Try to get off the computer as much as possible. The second thing is, if you're really feeling down, maybe it's a, an issue of motivation. And what I would tell you to do there is really examine what your motivation is going forward. Okay, or you're, you know, the self-help gurus would be like, ask yourself why. Why do you want to do that? And the other thing I'll tell you, and I'll share this on another podcast, is it's okay to use negative emotion to fuel yourself. When I first began and got started in internet marketing, one of the things that drove me was anger. I had an ex-wife to prove wrong, a boss that I freaking hated, right? Family and friends that had ignored me about a million and a half girls that had brushed me off and I had to prove them all wrong and I had to prove them all wrong by working my ass off, being able to quit the job, stay quit, make money, pay off my house, buy a second house, save multiple six figures and hire people, get on stage, do a podcast, you know, take these wild crazy trips, whatever it is that fuels and drives you, it's okay as long as it motivates you to keep moving forward and to keep growing as a person. So with that, that ends another free Tim Castleman therapy session or the Two Drink Tim podcast. Again, I, I know this isn't all, you know, roses and, you know, chocolates and amazing stuff and here's how to make a billion dollars over life, but I'm really trying to give you guys a look and a peek inside the life of a business owner. And I'm sure there are times when we have all felt lost or misguided or just needed a little bit of reassurance. And I hope ultimately that something that I've triggered or said uh, today has kind of triggered a response with you and maybe given you a second to take a pause and make sure that you're on the right path. And if you're not, ask yourself what the path you want to go on. And surprisingly, when you ask yourself, you'll probably find the solution just by doing a little bit of writing, a little bit of thinking, and giving yourself some time to come up with the answer and have that answer come to the surface. So with that, I'm completely exhausted. The good news is I don't have to worry about washing my clothes from Folk Family because I'm just going to burn them all. That way I can just uh, burn them and be gone with them. I'm going to go wash my soul for the next four or five hours. Thanks so much for listening to the drink to the Two Drink Tim podcast. Easy for me to say at 2 o'clock in the morning. Please, if you listen to this on iTunes, do us a favor. Shoot us a review. Let us know that you love it. If you don't love it, do us a favor and go find another podcast that you do love. Each and every week, I love hanging out with you for this time, and we do it again in seven short days. Thanks so much for your time and attention, and I'll see you on the next one.